The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cyril Khan is an author who's released his book, Out of the Darkness, and he's here just now. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm brilliant, thank you. So, in this book, the main character, Neil, uncovers a hidden embezzlement scheme within the company. What inspired that particular plot point? It's actually something that I uh, lived through many, many years ago when I was doing my auditing training back in South Africa. And it took me a long time to actually sit down and put, put it down on paper. So part of this book is autobiographical. Part of it is fiction. Um, and I leave it to the readers to decide which is which. Uh-huh. How much would you say is autobiographical and how much would you say is fiction? I mean, if you were to put a percentage on it. I'd say about 20% is autobiographical. 80% is Definitely fiction. And what made you want to include parts of your own life? I mean, was it simply inevitable because you had interesting stuff to draw on? In some ways, yes. It also, um, I tried to get across that no matter how much adversity you face, there's always a route forward. And that's what I try to get across. The book takes readers on a roller coaster of emotions with unexpected twists and turns. So how did you approach creating suspense and keeping readers engaged throughout the story? <laughs> that is a very interesting question. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I don't really know. I just wrote and wrote and I wiped out and I wrote and and I came up with something that it seemed to work for me. Yeah. And Neil's journey as well involves love, unity, celebration, disappointment, shock, mystery and surprise, to name just a few things. So how did you balance those different elements with the narrative? It just happened. It's not something I consciously thought about. I just wrote. I wrote various characters. I had a very good friend of mine uh, who gave me some very good ideas and very good feedback, and I incorporated her um, suggestions, ideas, visceral dislikes into my book. Do you think it's important to take other people's advice and ideas on board? Oh, most definitely. Um, it's definitely something that you cannot – I don't believe you can do this on your own. I think every writer will – 
think of a plot or think of something to do and then get a draft out there, get a framework out there and then ask for feedback. Unless, of course, they are um, absolutely experienced authors who have done so many books that they probably know. It just probably comes instinctively. Did you have to do any research or speak to other people in order to know what you were writing about or was your own background enough? My own background was enough. Um, I've been in the auditing game a long, long time and um, I've experienced all kinds of various situations in my auditing lifetime and I found that I felt that my experience of what I'd done was enough to carry me through without having to get any kind of professional um, advice on this. Now what message do you hope readers will take away from Out of Darkness? My my answer to that is never give up. No matter how hard life seems to be or even when the ultimate achievement appears to be so far away, don't give up. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, it's the only thing I can hope that we readers will get out of this is that no matter how difficult life is, there's always a light at the end. And when you were writing the book, did you ever feel like giving up? Oh, many times. Um, I probably erased the first five or 6,000 words 20 or 30 times. Wow. And you put something down and then you read it and you say, uh-uh, this, does, this is terrible. <laughs> and you wipe it up and then you do it again and you sort of keep your ideas that you had and then you put it down on, well, not on paper, but on a screen and then you look at it and you say, uh-uh, this doesn't work and you wipe it out. And I did that, I don't even know how many times <laughs> I did that when I first started out. That's insane. How do you not give up in a situation like that? Because most people would probably be like if I've done this 30 times I'm never going to be able to do it I don't know it was just something I had in me that I felt I had to do and so I just kept plodding along once I got through my first six or seven thousand words at some uh, at some point I felt I could now go forward with what on based on what I had and keep it going and even then there was thought there were revisions after revision after revision after revision just to give you an idea, it took me seven years to write this. Wow. Um, and it many, 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 many revisions and three, four different editors um, that I've used. Um, not all professional editors. Some were, some were just uh, people I knew, someone, people I knew who had English uh, major backgrounds. And it went through many iterations. But once I, once I got to a certain point, I th- it became easier. What do you think it was that made it easier at that point? Imagination is one. And I used my imagination as if what I would like my characters to be if I met them in real life. Um, George Bernard Shaw, and I'm going to quote him here, said, imagination is the beginning of creation. You imagine what you desire, you will what you will, what you imagine, and at last you create what you will. And it's always been a, that's always been in the back of my mind. You could just keep imagining what the end result is going to be. And were there any particular authors, actually, that influenced your style of writing? I'm not so sure about the style, but definitely authors that inspired me were, there are two. One is John Grisham, who writes yeah. the 
incredible mystery. And the other one is Lee Child with his Jack Reacher character. Um, and these guys are, they, they're just masters of the art of writing and they keep their readers in suspense right up to the last second. And I think it wasn't so much their, their style as their ability to keep the reader hooked on the book. So you wanted to keep turning the page. And when you got to the end of one of their books, you were hoping to get the next book because you knew that each one was going to be a lot of fun to read. Yes. What can we expect from you in the future? Are you working on any other books? And if so... Are they going to take seven years again? <laughs> no, that is not going to happen. So <laughs> I'm actually working on a number of sequels to this mm. book. Um, I won't tell you how many because it'll probably think I'm totally insane. <laughs> yeah. But I am working on a number of sequels. Um, and as depending on how well this book does will depend on whether uh, those will get to be published. I've got really had people who've read my book asking me when can I get the sequel and <laughs> which is which is really encouraging for me um, so yes that's my answer is that I will definitely I definitely have plans to get more books into the pipeline um, I have a, I have a feeling or maybe it's just arrogance that <laughs> this would make a very very good um, TV series um, not a movie but a series because it's got a lot of twists and turns and set in different places around the world um, Although the original book is set purely in South Africa, uh, which is where I'm from, and I'm hope it's just a, it's just a whim that hopefully I will get it out there and someone will actually pick it up and actually enjoy it. Yes, and hopefully some TV people will be interested because certainly actors will be interested getting to travel to different parts of the world to film it. Well, yes, we can always hope. Um, <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's it's a great it's a I mean I don't know if anybody of your listeners have been to Cape Town which is where the book is set. But Cape Town is one of the most spectacular cities in the world. And um, even though I no longer live there, um, it's still the place that I that I long to go get back to and I'll try to go back as often as I can. Well, in the meantime, where are we able to find this current book, Out of the Darkness? From what I know, it'll be on it's on Amazon, a, available as a hardback, a paperback, and on in Kindle versions. It's available on Barnes and Noble. Um, I believe it's on Goodreads, and there are a few other websites that I don't really know that well, but it is out there. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you here. Oh, thank you very much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and um, it's the first radio show I've ever done. <laughs> wow, and hopefully not the last. Hopefully. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.